Contract Properties is a homegrown, family-owned maintenance company located in Nashville. They provide HVAC, electrical, plumbing, painting, and many other services for commercial and residential properties. From build-outs to junk removal, one call does it all. Whether you're a homeowner or a property manager, give Contract Properties a call today for a free estimate. 615-356-0755. That's 615-356-0755. Or visit ContractProperties.net. Coming up right now on the Midday 180. We continue the Titans and Vols conversation. Vanderbilt has a new head coach. Blake Bettingfield joins us, as does John McClain. The Midday 180 starts now. From 104.5 The Zone, this is the Midday 180. Delivered by Edley's Barbecue. With Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. And today on the road, Midday 180's mobile studio. At a moment's peace, salon and day spa. It is that time of the year. You're scrambling for gift ideas. The perfect one, a momentspeace.com slash zone. You can swing by here, 9050 Crothers Parkway is where we're located. Here at a moment's peace salon and day spa. But as always, a momentspeace.com slash zone for plenty of gift card ideas, gift cards for any increment, and their concierge service, fantastic. They'll help you pick out the perfect gift. Alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton. Kirby Allen Kirby making the show happen here. Moses here as well, handling things for 1045thezone.com and all social media. And back in our studios, Ryan Albany's in for the chairman of the board, David Reed. Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. Always good to be out and about with you gentlemen and excited about a big-time show today. Clark Lee, the new head coach at Vanderbilt. So for anyone to claim that they know one way or the other on Clark Lee, I think you're fooling yourself. You never know when it's a first-time head coach. You just don't. You, you can like the hire. You can hate the hire. But you don't really know until someone's put in that position. I think best-case scenario for Vanderbilt is they just hired their Pat Fitzgerald. Yes. This is a defensive-minded guy that won't leave the school, you don't think, right? He's an alum. There's reason to believe that if he does well, he'll stay for years and years. He knows the school. He knows the culture. That is the best-case scenario is that they just landed their Pat Fitzgerald. The one thing about the Pat Fitzgerald uh, comparison, though, is Pat Fitzgerald got world-class facilities built at Northwestern. And I don't know, I mean, Clark Lee could be the greatest find in history, and I don't know if Vanderbilt will build anything close to what Northwestern built. In thinking about the hire and the comparisons being made to Derek Mason, you know, the defensive-minded head coach, what's his offense going to be, all of these things, he will be Derek Mason 2.0 if he receives the same university support that Derek Mason received. If he receives all of the, the support that we're hearing behind the scenes and the chatter is coming, yeah, that's, that's on the horizon now with the new chancellor, and they're going to put more of an effort and emphasis on athletics. If he receives that backing, he has a chance for success. Right. Anyone would. But fool me ten times, shame on me, right? So we'll, uh, this is a traditional Kuharski, I'll believe it when I see it. Sure. Now, indications right now are nice, but we've heard good indications I'm not getting great indications. Forever. You're really? not, and you're not getting good. Well, uh, I'm, well, not, I'm not talk, getting great indications. The public talk is good. I, here's, I'm getting good indications that Daniel Deermeyer 
is a sports fan. It's not lip service. He he enjoys sports. It, it's a right, guy. So that's something. Compared it's a to guy who chancellors. I'll give you a for instance. It's a guy that when he came over from Germany to go to grad school at USC, can tell you every detail about the first American football game he attended between USC and UCLA when Troy Aikman was the starting quarterback for UCLA. He's a guy who cares about football, cares about sports, loves it. I think he's a guy that is tired of hearing about why can or how can Northwestern, Stanford, Duke, and Notre Dame do it and not Vanderbilt. He's tired of hearing about that. He thinks Vanderbilt can do it. Now, I also think that in the same vein, there's a lot of talk about, well, we play 16 sports here, and all 16 sports are equally as important. We're big on that here at Vanderbilt. The women's soccer team is, is just as important as the football that? team. Is he being fed that? I don't think he's being fed anything. I think that's what he's saying. And there's a lot of talk of let's not focus on what we don't have and focus on what we have at Vanderbilt. When a lot of people that want things done want to focus on what they don't have, and that's facilities. Look, I don't have a problem. There's just no concrete. Uh, I'm using the word concrete with two different meanings here. Yeah. There's no concrete plan for facilities improvement, and there's no concrete being laid at Vanderbilt. Both need to happen for this to really, for anyone over there to really get excited. I don't have a problem with the treat the 16 sports the same. Like, you can make that work, right? If you're going to treat everybody like baseball has been treated, not that, I mean, Corbin does too much on his own. But if baseball's the standard, that's fine. You know, you can treat women's bowling fantastically well. I'm, I'm fine with that. If you bring football up to the level of baseball, that's fine. Then, then I have no problem with women's soccer being treated very well and feeling like it's on the level of the top sports, that's a great experience at, at a SEC campus that feels like a, a, you know the best experience. It should feel like the best SEC total experience in the city, best academic place. I think that could fit in with the thinking there. But that's a, that's a all boats float with the high tide kind of feeling. Or the success at the top trickles down. Right. It's been used too often to bring football down to the level of everything. If you flip it it and bring it to bring everybody up, I don't mind that line of thinking. That doesn't bother me to talk like that. It's just been used as an excuse instead of as a a good thing, right? If you use it as a good thing, I don't have a problem with that if he's flipping it. But flip it. Don't don't use it as the same old, same old. I think you need to massage the things that make you money. <laughs> I think it's just there's a very easy dollars and cents approach to this. Well, I agree. You need to spend more on what makes you more. I agree. And football makes, football makes women's soccer possible. It makes women's bowling national championships possible. Well, I agree. I'm but not saying to, to ditch these lot. other sports and not support them or anything like that, but you have to put more into football and men's basketball. Absolutely. Those are the sports that can make you money. But you don't have to do a lot for women's soccer or women's bowling to make it feel can we like say women's? it's being. <laughs> I can't stand how you say woman. Can we say pen? Yeah, it's it's that's a different word. That's not an accent thing. Can we make it's it? women's sports, not woman's sports? Can we? They they don't have to put a lot into soccer and bowling to make it feel like royalty too. Is my point. So Agreed. go do it with football. 
continue doing what you're doing with baseball. Do what you need to do for basketball. But those aren't the topics of the day. Get football right and let everything else, don't call it trickle down. Call it parallel. Make everything parallel. But what you have to do to get women's soccer to where you want it, it just won an SEC championship. So how bad are things there? Well, Ask the coach what he needs, give it to him, and, and do the same thing for Keep doing what football. you're doing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's also, you're spot on, Paul, and it's also one that they take this approach of they're going to the sports where they have an advantage. They've got an advantage in baseball over the rest of the SEC in a lot of ways. They've got an advantage in women's soccer. They've got an advantage in bowling, I guess. And you they're know, not even these, bowling against the SEC. Yeah, all, it's, not, it's not an SEC thing. But they need to lean into where the economy lies in college sports. And they're just seemingly unwilling to do that. And they hired a guy in Clark Lee who, again, I think could do a very good job. Everything I hear about Clark Lee as a coach is very good. And he is a guy as an alumni that can get other Vanderbilt football alums excited and bring them back on campus. And because he's an NBA guy and a Vandy guy and he's local, Maybe he can get some of that Pretty sidewalk local. alumni back, right? Pretty local. Maybe you can get some of those Vanderbilt fans that have no affiliation with the school other than being a fan. You can get them back in the fold. Maybe all those things can happen. But they also just hired a guy who's going to take that job regardless of promises made or, or things in the contract to get facilities done. Capitalize on the early well, excitement and sustain it. That's one of his first charges. Vandy's very good about issuing a public plan. That means nothing. Right. Then it fades We've into seen the background. That. And we and, see it again next time they need something. They pull it back out. And Story Lee's first facilities announcement or athletic plan was a bunch of corporate buzzwords that have done nothing. That means nothing until there's a shovel in the ground. And that's there, what needs to happen. There is an opportunity for Vanderbilt coming up with the press conference for Clark Lee, for Daniel Deermeyer, to lay out the athletic mission statement. What's his personality like, Lee? Clear. What do we know about his personality? He is very disciplined, reserved, buttoned-up guy. He's not Will Healy. That's one thing you're going to find out quickly. Is, I he think he's get, gonna, is he going to get people fired up at this press conference? No. But he's not that type of guy. He, he's, a, he's a football coach. This is the knock, right? You, just, you hired another football coach. Which is fine. You hired a defensive coordinator from an academically-minded institution. That was Derek Mason. Derek Mason wasn't going to go out of his way to promote the program outside yeah, of the football. It's team. not fine unless the university is serious about backing athletics. Yeah, and I... I uh, just a football coach creates no buzz. Clark, no. Clark Lee's going to do more than Derek Mason yeah. in that regard. I will say that. He's an alum that will be out in the community more than Derek Mason. You don't have to do a lot to get out more than Derek Mason than what he was doing at Vanderbilt. So he's going to do a little bit more of that, but he's not someone that's going to come in. He's not James Franklin. He's not Will Healy. He's a different personality. You'd have preferred both. We've had this conversation time and time again. But if they're better football team, you know, and, and it relatively quickly, and it's not hard to be better than what they were in 0-9, um, you know, he could come at it a different way. If you can build the alumni support, that's something. He's, but see, that, that's where I think it's so narrow-focused. It is not Clark Lee's job to do that. Oh, I agree. I agree. So the expectations for him should be to come in and coach ball. Right. 
But it's but a different you, end. You're not, I don't care. James Franklin left as a successful coach because he wasn't getting the financial backing for the facilities and the program around him. That's why he bolted. So unless you get that, and, and they're going to back up all this talk with the financial resources available to Vanderbilt to do this, Clark Lee's not going to be as successful as people want to make him out to be right now. As the, the, the Vanderbilt guy coming back to campus to save football and to bring it back to what James Franklin left it with a nine-win season and back-to-back season. I'm anxious to it's, hear what he says. It's a pipe dream to it, all of unless these they back questions. it. To yeah. all of these questions. I'm more interested to see how they handle the presser, not from Clark Lee. I mean, I, I want to know the, the answer to the question, tell us about your offense. I want to hear from Daniel Deermeyer. Me too. I want to hear from Candace Story Lee sitting side-by-side side, spelling out the plan for Vanderbilt Athletics instead of leaking little pieces of information like, oh, I'm hearing that things are really, you know, they're really going to start investing. I want to hear it from them on camera. Yeah. Here's not, the plan, and, and here's just, where we're headed well, the, and, with the new head football coach sitting there. Yeah, but and I don't want the answer to that plan to be to what Chad's referring to, that this old, like, uh, you know, the buzzwordy, you know, Plan BS, the, well, the recycled yeah. version of that. We are going to put the resources in, ladies and gentlemen, Clark Lee. Like, th- it doesn't need to be that introduction. You know what else I want to see? The actual press conference. I want to see how professionally done it is. I want to see how big of a deal they make out of it. Remember the Malcolm Turner lack of a press conference or whatever that was? Yeah, I think that was more on Malcolm Turner, but yes. And but this is but be some of this is, let's so make we're not this, see it. show us your resources with how you present this move. Right. It's not a big-time it's not a huge name, okay? You can put that aside. They didn't go and make the splashy hire. They hired a good football coach, which is great. That's what you want to bring in. Let's make it a big deal. Let's see how Vanderbilt, led by Candace Story Lee, produces this product of an opening press conference, which is a big deal for a university. Make it look like the rest of the SEC in terms of production value. And it doesn't take much to produce a nice-looking Zoom. No. However you want to do it. I mean, let's let's make it cool. This is what we said about Vandy for years. Be more creative. Be smarter. If you're, in fact, a smarter institution, be smarter. You're allowed to be smarter in athletics also. They need to be doing more of that. I, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm looking forward to hearing him speak next week. We're not going to hear have a press conference until next week after they're done playing Clemson right. in the ACC championship. But I'm excited to hear what he has to say, and I'm equally as excited to hear what, Candace Story Lee and Daniel Deermeyer have to say. 615-737-1045, our number. Blake Battingfield joins us at 1015 this morning. John McClain at noon. Open phones when we come back to hit the headlines that we're discussing here with Clark Lee and Vanderbilt. Titans, Vols, and much more to discuss. Clark Lee is inheriting a quarterback for the next two or three years who looks like he's going to be really good. He's also inheriting 49 scholarship players and a program that just quit. Let's call it like it is. They quit with a game left. There's not contact tracing going on. They don't have enough players. They wanted to have a senior day against Tennessee. They went out there and played, and now their season is over. He's got an uphill battle. Can Clark Lee be the one that it's not rebuilding but builds this Vanderbilt football program? 615-737-1045-737-1045. Midday 180 delivered by Edley's Barbecue on 104.5 The Zone.
Midday 180 delivered by At Least Barbecue. Glad you're with us. 615-737-1045, our number. 737-1045. We're live from a moment's peace salon and day spa. Chad, they have something for everyone here. And they're going to make it easy on you. Just get a gift card. Swing by. You can get one of those. We tweeted out a picture of some uh, Midday 180 t-shirts that we have available here. Thanks to Moses who found those, and we have those available for free. So you can swing by, get someone on your Christmas list, a gift card to a Moment's Peace Salon and Day Spa, and grab a free shirt. All in a day's work. Double whammy. We We're making that. it easy on you. Double whammy. They have excellent bells. I, I, uh, I was holding some bells in a picture that we put out. I'm contemplating these bells for our house. I, I don't know yet what I would do with the bells, but I <laughs> like the bells. Paul's big into a bell decor. I do like decorating the home with bells everywhere. Bells hark, all over the place. Hark, hear the bells. It's Kirby's nightmare <laughs> if you walked in there having to keep up with the bells. It's a whole vibe in a moment's peace salon and day spa. I would like you walk come, in the lobby, and it's, it's a real vibe in there. I would like to come in here and ring the bells in Kirby, right in Kirby's face for an entire segment. <laughs> Let the, he said uh, Kirby's yelling, that would get you hurt. It's Let's, always physical violence with yep. some of these, these people. Let's go to Tom in Columbia for the first call Jackson of County. the day. What's up, Tom? Thomas. Hey, I uh, hadn't thought of you guys before, but you were talking about fans, but it doesn't happen all the time. Uh, graduate and season ticket holder, I guess, 30 years. I agree with a lot of what you were talking about, but I get a little confused when people talk about uh, adding or doing infrastructure, or maybe that's what you were talking about doing the stadium. Have you been to Northwestern Stadium or Duke Stadium? Northwestern Stadium is terrible, and it's about two miles away. I guess my point is this. I think Vanderbilt's biggest problem is they can't outdraw other SEC teams in their own stadium. To me, that's the big uh, killer for us, not even with their own students. How would you address that? Well, for starters on the stadium, Northwestern may have a lousy stadium, and it may be two miles off campus, so they've done other things. And, and their facility is maybe the best facility in the country for players. So that's going to draw players to campus when they come and take a look and their facility is on par with Ohio State and Michigan or better. I don't know what Ohio State and Michigan has, but uh, it's certainly going to be better than a lot of schools in their conference. Well, it's you're comparing it to two of the worst stadiums in major college football that's not in the sec you need to compare it more to what does this look like compared to the rest of the southeastern conference and some of the better stadiums at your level of academically minded institutions and it's not a i think vandy fans oftentimes fall into this trap of well this place has it worse look at all the places that have it better and look at all the money that that institution sits on in their endowment. They're sitting on it. Now, the one issue is there's not a lot of real estate on that campus. You're in the middle of a city. There's not a lot of area for expansion. It's like you have huge rolling fields that are just out there that you can start building facilities on. So you've got to tear down and build. I mean, to build a stadium, you've essentially got to demolish the one there and build on top of it. Look at the baseball park tucked into campus there and how great it is. There's nothing better. I mean... How do I go overboard? But the way Wrigley and Fenway are tucked into their neighborhoods and, and the baseball field at Vanderbilt is tucked into campus that way. 
And if you had a football stadium that was tucked into campus that way, it would be such an added feature, you know, and they could knock it down and build a new one. I would think over the course of two years and they could go play at say the new soccer stadium when it's ready based on the relationship with the Ingram family could play at, at Nissan stadium. If you had to, that the, the Titans in the city tend to be good neighbors on such things. Um, it's doable and it's necessary. Tom also asked about how to, to get the fans back. You, you have to, you have to provide a pulse. That program has zero pulse right now. And to do that, it, it's take, it takes more than winning. It, it's about the, the, the game day experience but on, on top of the vibe. vibe. But on top of that, uh, I, I agree with what Chad's saying as much whenever he says run the offense like we would see at Army because what Munkin does, you have to prepare for individually every season one time per year, right? Like you worry about where that matchup would take place on the schedule because it's just so different than what you're accustomed to preparing for. But aside from that, if you become the exciting triple option, let's say offensive style, and it is very difficult for teams to stop. I that that's an exciting atmosphere around that, right? Like what they're doing with this pro style off. I mean, it is you're showing up to watch them score 13 points a game. No, not at all. They need to be different. You need to be even if it's if it's not triple option. If it's throwing the ball all over the place. If it's doing some innovative yeah. things. Yeah, and it doesn't you, have you to, to be, be triple option, but it has to be innovative and uh, forward thinking. In the style that they're running, to me, I mean, it's just not entertaining. You can't be just another team, and you need to set up a day of events around the game. It needs to be more than just show up and go to the game. There needs to be an atmosphere. I, I, I joked about the vibe here at a moment's peace line and day spot. There needs to be a vibe around Vanderbilt football. Mm-hmm. And it's a school that can create that. You need to create that for people moving here, for people that maybe they're NFL fans and you know they're looking for something to do college football-wise. You can create fans. On Jess Neely I think Boulevard. we make the mistake at times, and, and the caller was sort of alluding to this, and I get it. I understand. There's no simple fix to say. There's not. How do we shut out Alabama, Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee fans from taking over our stadium? I don't know. That's going to be tough. But what you can't do is just throw your hands up and say, well, is what it is, guys. No one wants to come watch this it, team, so a, let's just let them all take over. It's a difficult thing to to figure out and maneuver with the facilities on campus. I get it. But five years ago... We're discussing the same exact topics we are today. They're no, they're no closer to solving no a difficult problem five years down the down the path of talking about it. And that, that's the issue. Here's where you need more hires than Clark Lee and his football staff. You need some incredible college marketing folks that come up with something for Jess Neely Boulevard there that yep. somehow sell you on world's greatest tailgate event and create some buzz and some giveaways that are going to get people who never wandered down there. They're going to get Paul and Simon Kuharski and Teresa Kuharski to come wandering down there, whether we're going to the game or not, perhaps a world's greatest outdoor sports bar before Vanderbilt kickoff. I, look, I'm not 
fantastic at ideas for this because I'm not a huge tailgate guy. Yeah. But you find tailgate experts and you create some kind of event there. You open up the grass on the infield of the track, which is right there, and you do something there. I don't know what these ideas are, but I know there are people who are expert at these ideas, and they can be part of the Clark Lee experience. Well, and, and the caller also asked the question, how do you get students, your own students, to go to games is an issue. You allow more kids from the South to go to your school? Because there's a lot of kids that come in that have no interest in football. They just don't. They're going to Vanderbilt because it's Vanderbilt. The game day's not a thing for them. Everywhere else around the Big Ten, the SEC, game day is a thing. I don't know how you create that other than to diversify the types of kids you allow into school and create a different type of student body, but that's not going to happen because Vanderbilt, they value the diversity of bringing people in from all over the world, and a lot of those kids happen to be from the Northeast that come down to Vanderbilt. Sure, or overseas. Yeah. But you jokingly then, um, from an hour before kickoff until uh, an hour after kickoff, jokingly, like in uh, some kind of gimmicky thing, close the libraries. The libraries on Saturday at uh, 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock are closed. We're all football today. Something like that. And it's not. Um, Let, let's sit down and knock out a bunch of ideas like this playfully and see what we come up. With. You know, it's not a three-year plan or a five-year plan. I mean, this is, as Chad mentioned to begin the show, this is you're you're starting over here. You're at ground zero of the program. That's how I would view it. And if you if we get to the pipe dream idea hypothetically, where they renovate the stadium or they build a new stadium, and it is the smaller, more intimate college football atmosphere that is decked out to the nines with all the latest technology. But it's a, a smaller, how many seat stadium? 40,000 seat stadium. Whatever we want to put on the number there, 35. I would go 000. smaller. It's 40 now. I'd put it at like 28 or 30. If it's that, but you, I think you have to embrace it. You have to view it almost like what, the, what happened with the Nashville Predators. When the arena opened, they struggled to get attendance. And when they did get attendance, it was a lot of the opposing team's fans. Detroit would take over. The Red Wings fans, the Red Wings. Wings were all over that arena. And they found a way. Chicago fans all over that arena. So be it. You start beating those teams, and you create your own fan base, and then you you build the, the atmosphere and the energy around the program. It is, it's, it's a slow build. There's no quick fix here. And, and that's why Clark Lee will be just like every other retread, very average to below average quarterback unless he gets the, the financial backing for a staff and facilities that he sees with some of the other coaches that he's competing against across the SEC and the SEC East. That's just the, that's the reality of it. He's going to be fired soon if he doesn't get that backing, just like Derek Mason was. Uh, it wasn't soon. No, unless he's a miracle worker no, and, like, uh, like James Franklin. And also, you've got to rely on some other programs around you falling on hard times. Let's face it. But in the, in the, in, you're right. In the terms of the college Kentucky, football world, Missouri, it's not soon. Like, it's not three years and done. But Tennessee, they, they will they will give you every opportunity <laughs> to to crawl your way out of a one or two win season at Vanderbilt. But that's I mean, that's the reality of where they are. It's sad. It's again the the press conference for me means a lot. Yeah, and it's not about not about Lee. 
It's not about the the football coach to me. It's about the leadership above him. What do you want to be? Chancellor's pick. Yeah, why yeah, why did the Chancellor choose him? What do you want to be? And I, I don't get encouraged when I hear all sixteen sports are the same. Right. They're not. I hate to break it to you. They're not. When the SEC when ESPN cuts that mammoth check to have SEC sports, guess what they're televising? Football and men's basketball. They're going to carry the freight for your entire athletic department. So treat them as such. I'm not saying wreck the other programs and treat them like second-class citizens. It is the financial viability of football and, and men's basketball that allow you to treat those other sports so well. So treat football the way it should be treated. And, and let's face it, we're coming off 50 years Maybe longer than that, where Vandy football has not been treated the way they should in this conference. And we're coming off a season where those players and that program were treated worse than the 16th ranked sport at Vanderbilt, whatever that is. Worse than any program should be treated. This was not a good year in terms of how you treat your student athletes at Vanderbilt. It's just not. 615 737 1045, our number coming up. Rob and Scott, hang with us. Your phone calls, Peyton as well, 615-737-1045. If you would like to jump in and grab a line and conversation with us. At 1015 today, Blake Bettingfield on the show as we scout the Titans, look ahead to the matchup against the Lions and some college football discussion as well with Blake. Midday 180, delivered by Edley's Barbecue on 1045 The Zone. A momentspeace.com slash zone. A momentspeace.com slash zone. That's the website where you can click, buy, and print gift certificates of any increment. You can see the entire menu, the list of all of the spa packages, the unique gifts, corporate gift ideas. If you're tired of giving the same old gift year after year for your office, if you're looking to give something to your staff, a momentspeace.com provides a lot of different options for you. A momentspeace.com slash zone lists everything for you. You can chat and book online appointments, much more. Good looking photo of a certain uh, radio program on this landing page also at a momentspeace.com slash zone. We are tweeting out the link. We're going to make it easy on you. Go ahead and get a gift card for that special someone this holiday season from a moment's peace. And, and maybe you don't have access to the web right now. You can call 615-224-0770, 224-0770, or swing by, say hello today during your lunch, 9050 Carruthers Parkway here in Franklin. You can't miss us. Just look for the zone sprinter. Let's go to the phones, and we go to Peyton in Hendersonville. Hey, Peyton. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey. Great, man. Uh, just got a question. Um, if Notre Dame beats uh, Clemson, do they possibly jump up to number one? And my second part to the question is, uh, is, is Clark Lee getting hired in Vanderbilt like a couple of years ago? Um, we had a defensive coordinator go to Wake Forest. Is that an indictment on how uh, good coaches land on Brian Kelly's staff or what you got installed on that? And I'll hang up on Say that last part one more time. I, I didn't understand your question. Um, if Clark Lee gets hired at Vanderbilt, is that more of an indictment on the people that Brian Kelly hires on his staff 
for is that just a coincidence? If you guys please leave me on the line, I'll, I'll listen. Thank you, guys. Is it, is it an indictment on his staff? I think it's a, a compliment to his staff. Well, when this all started, Chad, we had the conversation that if, if you wanted to describe how good Clark Lee is in the eyes of Irish fans, his departure was going to really upset them. Like they were worried about him leaving the staff at Notre Dame. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy if I was a Notre Dame fan about losing him. Yeah, no, Notre Dame people love Clark Lee. They don't want to lose they him should. as defensive coordinator. He's done a great job. So he's leaving This after... isn't like Tyson Helton leaving the UT staff. No, no, not at all. And Brian Kelly, I mean, uh, Butch Jones, uh, Clark Lee, I mean, he's produced some assistants that then went on. I'm trying to think, though, when exactly. Remember, Butch Jones was, he kind of bounced around. He came back in and took over for him at Cincinnati when he left and took over at Central Michigan yep. when Brian Kelly left. But I'm trying to think of how long he was actually on Brian Kelly's staff. I'm not sure it was that long. Either way, I mean, yeah, Brian Kelly's done a, a good job at Notre Dame. So when you do a good job at a program like Notre Dame, you're going to have assistants that move on for better opportunities. And going from defensive coordinator to head coach in the SEC is a move up for Clark Lee. Ricky and West End next up on the Midday 180. Hey, Ricky. What's up, guys? Uh, so this is going to be my primary complaint, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to bring it out today. Okay. I have to know how many people Will Healy promised to make senior advisors to the head coach from national media with how hard they were pushing his name <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then where he actually ended up being on the list and it's really hard to get anything from Vanderbilt throughout a coaching search and typically the information will will pour out afterwards Uh, we don't have a Phil Fulmer trying to sabotage our AD leaking all the names so it makes it difficult Will Healy I don't even think he was in the top eight and you would have nah we're losing you there we did not do that to you Ricky because we don't have phones here so well listen (laughs) I know that wasn't us to Ricky's point Friend, so Travis Haney, previously in the Nashville media, is on Will Healy's staff. He did a big documentary, I guess, yeah. on, on Will Healy's work at um, Austin P. I haven't seen this thing. I don't know where it is. But um, that endeared him. No, it's a lot longer than five uh, minutes. I, I was think. joking. That endeared him to Will Healy, who then hired him to be on his staff as an analyst slash assistant coach or Something that he's, uh, if he's you an ask analyst, me if it's, yes. yeah. I, I don't know how you're qualified to be an analyst from being a sports writer, but. I mean, I can pull and look at stats and give you all the third down numbers for the Tennessee Titans. Sure. And turn that in. But all of these people I mean, it's not, that, that it's saying, not rocket science. all these people saying Will Healy was coming here, I don't think were promised analyst jobs. I think they were talking to Travis Haney. And Travis no. Haney was, oh, sure they were. Nick no, Dale? no, they're talking to Will Healy. Paul? You think Nick Hale was talking to Will Healy? No. Uh, I, I don't know. I think he's talking to Travis Haney. Yeah, he may have been. But a lot of these guys talk to Will Healy. Will Healy plays the game. We've said this. James Franklin plays the game. James Franklin and Clay Travis beach together, for God's <laughs> sakes. I mean, they, they Do they know, still do they, that? Yes. Oh. Their wives are best pals. They know how to work the they, media Did they wake angle. up next to each other this morning? I mean, <laughs> Hugh Freeze plays the game. Yeah, he will. He will slide in your DMs. Ask Stephen Godfrey about Hugh Freeze. He searches his name on Twitter, and he will confront people. Let me 
in to the Ricky's media point, on, though, on direct message. To Ricky's point, he's playing a lot of people to get himself like nearly hired at Vanderbilt when it doesn't appear that he was close to being the hire at Vanderbilt, does it? He he had discussions with Vanderbilt. I know that. I mean, I think he was always. I don't think he's as far off the getting the job as as Ricky wants to make it. I think he was there in their top five of names they wanted to talk to, and they did talk to. I mean, he always made sense. I, I think I think Will Healy has a lot of friends in media. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. So when you see someone stumping hard, and I'm not, I don't want to get into this again because I had one media member saying I called them unethical uh, for for saying this. It, it's not implausible to think that because you have a personal relationship with someone, you really want them to come home and be around you in a source of information for a program, right? It's also possible that you believe they're the best for the job. I think both those things can well, be true. Yes. I think a lot of the media members that are pumping Will Healy, I think they're friends with Will Healy, and they believe he would do a great job at Vandy. We pump Will he's, Healy. He's the type of person that this Vandy This show needs. was talking about Will Healy. Right. We like them. He's the type of person. That's my point. I don't have a personal relationship with Will Healy. I'll be completely up front. I Did met you the watch guy the documentary? Once. I think he's a very nice guy. I've not seen the documentary. No I don't, one has. I don't know what platform that I can find the documentary on. <laughs> Anybody that to knows about point. the documentary. Yes, us. I want to see the documentary. I'd love to watch it if, if it's out there somewhere. But I, I believe that that's the type of personality that Vandy needs in a lot of ways is Will Healy. I'll say Just this. Just knowing the though, type of guy he is. The energy. I, and I think this is important, too. That, I mean, look, I think he would have done good things here, et cetera, et cetera. The idea, though, and this is small-minded national media for you, the idea that having big access to the Vanderbilt football coach is some kind of great gain is pretty silly. It's true. Like, if you had Derek Mason in your pocket, what did it do for you over the last seven years? I'll tell you, zero. Could have done a lot more for Derek Mason. That was a failure by him. But having James Franklin in your pocket was a little something because they were having some success. Exactly. Didn't last long. Because, because he, because he, he left. left. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying, though. But I mean, I, look. If you think that Will Healy's going to come here and uh, finish seven and five, eight and four, routinely, and makes Vanderbilt football into something that people talk about, and you want him for information, then that that helps you. But I, I think you're right, Paul. For the most as part, we're saying, I what's also, the buzz I, about I Vanderbilt going to be, even at seven and five? Without calling out names, I legitimately believe the people that Ricky or he's talking about on Twitter, I think those people legitimately believe in Will Healy and think he would be perfect for Vanderbilt. I don't think there's any promises of jobs or anything like that coming from Will Healy. It, it is I also his. think that Will Healy talks to a lot of media members. They're also looking and for And he's, he's not the only one that does this. I think Jamie Chadwell talks to a lot of media members. They're looking Hugh for Hugh Freeze a, talks to a lot of media Lane members. Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. Talks to a lot of media members. And what's the what's the common denominator? Energy and a drive to one-up anybody around them. They're yeah. looking for that advantage. And you need lots of advantages at Vanderbilt. They're I'd also ambitious. They want the best job they can get. You know, a lot of it just comes down to pure ambition. You want to you up your spot in the game. You want to get the better job. You want to move on. And these are guys that want to do that. I'd say, too, develop them as a source, not as a pal. Well, let, there's let, a difference there. But here's the thing: Vanderbilt needs a coach that we want to have on our show. Sure, Will Healy would have provided that. Yes, that's. I mean, at least until they start. They don't losing need some boring coach. Follow, that I. I mean, track. I don't. I never cared to have Derek Mason on the radio program. Agree. Ever. And when he was on other shows, it turned him on. But when Will Healy was at Austin P, he was a great football guest. Yeah, he was a great interview. 
There's something to that. And, oh, absolutely. And they can benefit from that. I don't blame Will Healy for playing that game because no. he does it well. No, you're right, Hunt, up to a certain point. I mean, he buys himself an interesting interview up until the football doesn't cut it at whatever point. If your coach is boring, we don't want him on. I look at a lot of jobs as, you know, as someone, someone who went to Tennessee, and I look at it from this perspective. What concerns you the most? It's like I asked uh, Dean Pease about Gardner Minshew or Mike Glennon. Which one do you concern, concerns you the most in terms of game planning? Which coach out there that's a possibility for Vandy would concern me the most at Tennessee? It's Jamie Chadwell, it's Will Healy, it's any academy coach. That's not to say Clark Lee can't be great and do the things those coaches could do. He could. But if you just ask me my honest opinion, who would concern you the most at Tennessee, it's one of those guys. And Will Healy's on that list because Will Healy, I don't know what Clark Lee's going to do. Maybe Same. he gets their know. alumni all excited and don't know. football players right. are coming back because he was a part of the that program. That would be great. I'll tell you who else would have done that. Will Healy. <laughs> Will Healy would step right in there. He would get Jay Cutler on speed dial and all the other alumni and pump them up too and make sure they had every possible incentive to come back to games, be on the sideline, give them a box at the games, whatever they wanted. Will Healy would have done all those things. Loaded lines. More of your calls coming up on this discussion. Headlines, we get the latest on the Titans and the Vols, plus Blake Bedingfield, all coming up in the 10 o'clock hour. Midday 180, delivered by Edley's Barbecue, 104.5 The Zone.